0: Up ahead than all hope, listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. I don't have a game this week, so I got plenty of time to plan. Oh, boy. And the weather has been cold, but nothing like it's been across the country. Talking about a polar vortex and things like that. Well, I understand. To me, that's my theory about how role-playing games and war, well, wargaming goes back. But I think that's why things like role-playing games were invented. Because you notice that, like Gary and the rest of them, wargamers, they're up in uh, Wisconsin where it stays cold for a good part of the year, what else are you going to do? So, I understand why, because they were shut up a lot. So, but that's my theory, anyway. Okay, today we are going to talk about variations on the priest. Now, uh, doing this series, I realize there's things like 2nd edition kits and prestige classes and 3rd edition and stuff like that. They're, they're kind of the same thing. But I'm talking about you know basic in, and things like that, other class-level of s- systems where you can you know think about these as personalities and what you would do stat-wise to make this happen. Stat, equipment, things like that. And personality, like I said. Even, oh my gosh, alignment. But <clears throat> anyway, clerics, then you start talking alignment. What I came up with was what already is out there that I've seen. It's Astonishing Swordsman Sorcerers of Hyperborea, 2nd edition. The Purloiner. This is a thief priest. Now, the assumption is that they practice thievery in accordance with their god, I'm thinking that I, I haven't gone over the, the class itself, but it makes me think of priests who follow, say, a trickster god or some kind of rogue god, god of, god of thieves or things like that, where they will steal for the church on special assignment to steal from the church. So they would, like I told my friend who plays the Pearl is like you bless somebody with one hand while you're picking their pocket with the other. I understand that. And they all think of it as, I guess, tithing, whether you want to tithe or not. So you would need things like that. You would need the right alignment, I guess. I'm thinking something along at least the neutral spectrum. I'm not saying chaotic neutral, but like, oh, I don't know, neutral good or... Lawful neutral, that would be an interesting one. And the right god to pers- to follow. You would have to have a high dex, I think. And a little higher wisdom than intelligence, than wisdom, which is interesting because clerics are all about the wisdom. But you also got to understand, you know, the society. And if you're doing skills, things like streetwise and acrobatics and things like that, So, that's one kind of priest. Another one, which I call the activist priest. Now, these guys are a little badass. Now, all clerics are supposed to be some kind of badass because they go up with the fighters and fight. So, what I'm thinking of is, the character I think of is, if you've ever seen the movie On the Waterfront, Carl Malden's character, who is the priest who is trying to officiate reform in a certain segment of society. The, their whole thing shtick is they try to help the people, the disadvantaged people, not just by praying and giving them spiritual guidance, but by actually doing something. These are the guys who go out on the protests with everybody else. These are the guys who knock heads if they have to. It's very hands-on, aggressive priesthood. I guess I would give them a little stronger. I make them like a little higher strength. Very good with higher wisdom than usual, and to me, intelligence and wisdom—they kind of—they're—they're—I'm not going to say they're hand in hand, but they're very close in these characters in in these variations I've given you. So they're always a little bit more on the higher spectrum. They could be a higher wisdom than than book learning, okay? You know. And they would be very, very good at so if you're doing something like weapon proficiencies. They would be very, very good at one weapon, say something of the, oh I don't know, the hammer or mace category, a bludgeoning weapon, as you as you say. And they would be kind of city based, although they could go out in wilderness adventures. They would go anywhere the group goes. But if they're in a town or a village and they see oppression, they want to do something about it. They're going to stand up for the people. They're, You know, God has given them a gift, or God has given him a gift of oratory or something like that, which, which would make a good skill, by the way, if you're doing skills. And the third one I want to talk about is what I call The Specialist. Think of the movie Van Helsing. He was a specialist. He fought a certain thing for the church. So you could have specialist priests. There's one who specializes in demons. One who specializes in stopping the undead. One who specializes in corruption. Things like that. There's nothing wrong with the church diversifying like that. Although I've always said the Catholic Church is Christianity for bureaucrats. But... Christianity has a bureaucracy. There we go. That's what it was. But in this case, specialist priests are good. I mean, they're specialist mages. Why not specialist priests? I mean, this, the second edition had the right idea of doing... Not only did they had specialist magic users, but they had priests of different... They have different categories. And this would affect their spell spell choice too and all these three, I'm I'm talking about like what they should be restricted on, but it's more of a personality, it's more of a calling thing there would be some priests who would not use certain spells, some priests who would rely too much on certain spells, some would get extra spells a la second edition but the specialist especially the specialist would be he would be very very careful on what kind of what kind of equipment he had and what kind of spell array he had. Now I'm assuming these are all priests who use non non edge weapons, the bludging weapons. So I'm just gonna sort of follow that. Although something like Van Helsing he's you make an exception because you know he's got the, the crossbows and stuff. And you know what? I don't see any reason why priest I also want to say, I don't see any reason why clerics can't use crossbows. I used to have a cleric who used a crossbow with special arrows that had very hard blunt ends that would could knock somebody out if they had to. So it's still a bludgeoning weapon. It's just a bludgeoning ranged weapon. They don't have to rely on things like slings. There's nothing wrong with that. If they prepare them themselves or they can buy them with blunt hands, even better. But I'm going off on a So the specialist, especially something like a demonologist. If you're going up against a lot of things from another plane, he's the guy you want to talk to he would have the he would have all the lore skills. All these specialists would have lore skills. If they have you have skills in your game, they would know about what they were fighting. If you needed information on something, they're the ones that you go to. So there you go. There are three types of priests, clerics that you could use in a game. And remember, it's all and remember, you have the stats, but it's mostly about the role playing. Just remember that. So I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, you can drop me a line over at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. You can also send me or give me a voice message on Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program. And I would thank you. And once again, I thank Jonathan. Dorje, Wendell, Jessen, and Oliver Shriek for being my number one and number two supporters. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. So, until I talk to you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.